Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Greeson's Gossip. Um, not quite a full house this week, we've been struggling in recent weeks, haven't we, to get all four of us together, but uh, I'm Howard Lloyd, I'm joined with Jamie Hawkins, Hello. And Dan Clark. Hello. No David with us this week, unfortunately, but we'll, um, we'll press on anyhow. Um, plenty to discuss, so let's start straight away with um, the Chessfield game on Tuesday night, um, Exeter City 2-1 win. Um, Jamie, you were at the game, not a classic from what I've heard, but uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, that's right. It wasn't a it wasn't a great performance, but I think me and everyone else has just accepted it's not about the performances. It's all about the results. It's all about the three points. And in the end, it was a comfortable win. Um, obviously, two one always sounds closer than than perhaps it was. But um, Chesterfield were by far one of the worst sides I've ever seen play. League <laughs> two. It's almost an, an insult that they were a League two side. Really, just. Failing to do simple passes, just going out for throw-ins, giving the ball away. Um, and, you know, City didn't really need to work hard for the win. And, um, you know, despite that, it was quite sloppy at times. Um, but, you know, they did play some good stuff. It was a good goal from, from Stockley, a good header, great ball in from, from Jake Taylor. Um, you know, the second goal was just one of those when you're at the bottom, it just doesn't work for you, doesn't fall for you. And it was an unfortunate own goal. Sort of, I think everyone sort of felt sorry for them in the end. But um, you know, it, on the whole, it was a, a pretty good performance. Um, much needed three points, of course, because it keeps the the gap to to Wickham at um, a chaseable distance. And um, you know, it follows on from what was a, a great point at, at Accrington um, in a game which sounded like could have gone either way for both sides. But um, you know, it keeps the the run going, the unbeaten run, and. You know, hitting form at the right time. I think that's 14 home league wins this season, which is... Um, Unthinkable a couple of seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more than the last two seasons combined, wow. which yeah. is incredible to think, really. Um, but yeah, it just keeps it going. And, um, you know, with three games left now, it's it's very much all to play for, obviously with the playoffs all but secured, yeah. Mm. Down the four points from the last two games, you think City would have taken that, wouldn't they? I think it, realistically, it was the minimum they needed to to take from this, this you know part of the season if they want us to get that third automatic promotion spot. Obviously, Wickham, they, you know, the Accrington game for Exeter was a tough game to go up there, and you know they came with a point which you know it might not be enough at the end of the season, but it was you know given the form that they are at the moment, it's, you know it's a, it's a great point to take and. The fact that Wickham then dropped, you know, they, they drew at Lincoln last night, sort of, you know, sort of equals that result out. So it's back to that two points as it was. You know, if you, if you look at the fixtures still to come, obviously Wickham, they have got Accrington this weekend and you kind of feel that's the probably the one, if anything, that they are going to more likely to drop points on. You need Accrington, obviously they're, they're promoted, but they're not champions yet. So you they've still got that as a... As something they'll want to get on because after that, I think it's Wickham. They've got they got Chesterfield away, who who may be down by then. They may need to win that game to stay up. But if the performance was just as bad as it sounds from them last night, it's hard to you know get expect too much from them. And obviously, then they've got Stevenage at home on the last day, which again it look you know it's the kind of result that you you wouldn't expect Wickham to drop points. And obviously, Exeter still got to play Stevenage. They've got Stevenage away as well, so they've got you know 
they can have a huge say in that in that automatic promotion race. But it was an, a win that they need, you needed to get. You've got to keep it within you know one bad result from Wickham to you know they they slip up once you can overtake them. You can't afford you know this with only three games to go to be needing them to make two mistakes rather than than just the ones. I think you know looking ahead, they've got to win all. I think realistically, and it's got to be three wins from three. To get that third automatic promotion spot, even then that that might not be enough. Wickham going to have to either you know draw a couple of games or lose a game for Exeter to to overhaul them. But they're they're doing all they can at the moment. They're winning the they're winning the games. They're in a good run of form that means that even if they did just about slip at you know just fall short in the end, you know they should have plenty of confidence going into the playoffs and where they you know they'll be you know finish fourth in the league they'll, they'll be playing the weakest side on paper in the playoffs and we probably fancy themselves to, to keep this good run of form going on and, and get to Wembley and go up that way if they can't get third mm-hmm. Jamie do you think three wins that's what's going to be needed realistically yeah I think you've just got to win as many games as possible um, I did a the update at Devon Life predictor earlier and unfortunately I had um, the, the table as it is now mm. two points behind Wickham um, I think it will be Crawley and um, Stevenage coming up because you know they've got little to play for um, as do Colchester really you know seven points off the playoffs but I think it might be a little too late for them but um, you know we've seen it before in previous seasons final day um, at home, the pressure's on. Maybe the pressure might just get to them too much, and I think that will only be a, a draw the last game. Um, and I've got, I think I've got Wickham to remain unbeaten for the rest of the season um, against. You know, they got Accrington on Saturday, which would be a tough game, but they're at home and Accrington already promoted. Uh, maybe they'll have a bit of a hangover going. So. Um, yeah, but you can never rule anything out, of course. It's League Two, it's so unpredictable. But um, I was just chatting to um, Dave before we came on about if we do just miss out on the automatic promotion, what's the game going to be? Like, you know, the, the what if game, mm. what if we had beaten. Um, and Dave mentioned Yeovil at home when Jamie Stockley missed that impossible, <laughs> well, a chance that seemed impossible to miss, an almost open goal. Um, you know, so it would be frustrating, but you know, going to be in the playoffs at least, which is a, a great achievement. Back to back seasons, of course, and another chance to you know go to Wembley again. But um, yeah, I've just got to keep winning the games. I think everyone's still remaining optimistic. It's all the pressure on Wickham, but um, yeah, I've just got to keep going and, and hope that Wickham slip up somewhere. Mm. Dan, cards on the table. Do you think City will get that third spot or? You'd feel that they they shouldn't. You feel Wickham should have enough with the games they've got left to pick up the seven points from nine that they they need. But they're not they're not in the greatest of form at the moment. Wickham they're sort of you know they drew at Lincoln um, last night. They stumbled over the line against Yeovil at the weekend. They've had some some odd results. You know where they've lost games that they shouldn't have won. They sort of you know, a few draws so. I could definitely see them, you know, either slipping up, you know, either at the last day at home to Stevenage with all the pressure on, or, you know, Chesterfield. That you know they're out, they're not in any kind of form, and they look doomed. 
but it might be that that you know is that they need, it'll be the Wickham game that is the one that they you know have to win or they're down. So that just changes things a little bit for them. You know, potentially might be able to raise their game. I think I think Wickham probably just about do enough and probably end up third on goal difference ahead of Exeter and send uh, the Grecians into the playoffs. But there's you know six games left for you know for the two clubs to play and. Still, plenty of chances for for both of them to to drop points, and you know there'll be twists and turns, I suspect, because I think there'll be at least one result that perhaps someone didn't see coming beforehand. You know, teams dropping points or losing a game that they really shouldn't lose. Mm. It was interesting what you said just then. You kind of picked up on a point which Christy Pym mentioned as well about um, sort of pressure almost on on Wickham to be that obviously they're you know they've got it all to lose being in that third spot. Does that? Actually, working City's favour somewhat. The pressure's off slightly for them in terms of hunting down Wickham. Potentially, because you know, they still know that they can win. You know, unless that you know, three wins might not be enough. Actually, you know, so it's a case of well, it's not in, it's not entirely in their hands. It's sort of up to Wickham. You know, if Wickham pick up three wins, and they they'll be you know automatic. So, and there's no you know pressure from behind. They're gonna finish in the pl- playoffs, barring you know some kind of bizarre end to the season mm. you know it's not mathematically certain yet but nine points clear with only three games to go and if extra end up eight I don't think any of us will, <laughs> will be expecting that at all so and if you look they've got and, you know, the, the gap back to, to Lincoln and Coventry it's eight points although they have got a game in hand so realistically extra are going to finish fourth or fifth at worst they're going to have a home semi-final second leg as they did last season, so the, you know there's a little bit of pressure off in the sense that worst comes to the worst, you've got a semi-final home second leg, and you've just got to you know, keep winning. But obviously, you know if Wickham if Wickham lose on Saturday and Exeter win, then all of a sudden it's back in your own hands, and then then the pressure's on a little bit. Mm. But it's you know they've just got to. I think they've almost got to forget about you know, almost treat it as okay. This is a game. Just we've got to win this game and and see what happens from there and hope. There's, you know, someone else in the division can do you a favour. Mm. Jamie, any chance Notts County could could spring a surprise and overhaul City? I guess not that it would have massive ramifications necessarily, but yeah, I mean, you look back at Notts County season. I mean, the start of the season, them and Luton Town were almost running away in the, the top two, and they just completely collapsed um, the second half of the season. Can't really put the finger on it. Obviously, they've got they picked up a little bit recently. I think. Mm. It looked as if you know, a couple of weeks ago they might be the one dropping out of the playoffs, but just put they've put together a, a few wins just at the right moment just to to secure their spot really. Yeah, but even so, you know they've got a pretty decent squad. Obviously, Kevin Nolan is, is manager as well. I know it's his first managerial job, um, but you know a lot of experience in that squad, and you know to to go from being in the top two to Know, just about seemingly making the playoffs. It's a bit of a well bottle job in a way from them. But um, you know, I think say at least you know obviously you want to finish um, fourth because or fifth because you know you're guaranteed a home second leg in the playoffs as well, which could come into you know huge um, huge effect. So and obviously finish your fourth, you play the seventh place team who I guess on paper the weaker team. Um, you know, you look at the teams that are in there at the moment, Notts County, Lincoln and Coventry. I think if the playoffs were to be played tomorrow, you'd probably want to be playing Coventry and avoiding Lincoln City, which is which 
what would be happening at the moment. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's still quite tight. Obviously, three points behind uh, in front of, of Notts County. I'm not too familiar with their running, but, um, you know, as, as long as City, you know, do their job and win at least two of the three games to, to confirm that fourth place, that'll be a good return. Yeah, I mean, Notts County, you know, for them to overhaul Wickham, you're looking, Wickham have got to slip up at least twice for that to happen. So mm-hmm. that almost, you you know, if Wickham did say, you know, lose at, lose at home to Accrington this weekend, then lose at Chesterfield or something, that would, you know, allows Notts County the chance to to steal in and overtake them. But that would, you know, would also rely on Exeter losing games as well. And if Exeter aren't going to, you know, if Exeter say only won one of the last three games, with, then they're not going to catch Wickham anyway. So it's almost, you can almost slightly discount Notts County in the sense of, I know they're only three points behind, but if they're going to overtake Exeter, then Exeter probably aren't going to overtake Wickham mm. anyway. So you'd be very disappointed if actually Wickham ended up fifth in the league and you and you let Notts County steal it that way. So you've almost mm. got to you, you almost think that, you know, then their games are important, but they're not, you know, if they're going, if they're going to finish third, then Exeter have, you know they've lost their the drop points that they shouldn't be dropping and you know don't necessarily deserve to take that third spot. Mm. If you were to look at it between Notts County, Lincoln City, Coventry, and let's um, include Mansfield in that as well. I mean, which one of those teams would you thought City would most like to come up against in the playoffs? I I don't know. Mansfield's form is so bad at the moment that you'd look at them and almost think they're the one, but then I thought. When they came down to St James's Park and won, obviously that was still under the Steve Evans at the time, and the, the new manager hasn't really worked for them. But I thought they were, other than Luton, the best side I've seen this season. So you'd, on that thing, you'd be looking well. They were a really good side that day, so you might want to avoid them. I'd probably actually fancy taking Notts County if you've had the choice of any of those sides. But that doesn't, you know, that would require them to to, to really mm. stumble over the line to finish far enough behind because I mean Lincoln look you know they look like a good you know a good side when we saw them at the start of the season so they won they, they won a, you know up at Central Bank just over Christmas or New Year or Easter and then obviously went and won the Checker Trade Trophy as well so they they can handle the big games I think Coventry I don't you know I, I'm not entirely sure you'd probably rather play them in the semi-finals than the final actually because You'd imagine they'd take thirty, thirty-five, forty thousand to Wembley, and that would be could be a an atmosphere. They won the Checker Trade Trophy last year as well, so they've got experience of going to Wembley in front of a big crowd and actually winning. So that would be a bit of a contrast to last season's playoff. Final, yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, you, but if you look at look at those yeah. the, the clubs who are likely to be in and around the playoffs, you're almost looking. These are clubs that are gonna take quite a lot of fans. To Wembley, so I think you won't be looking anything like last year's attendance of mm. Blackpool. You know, for their reasons, only bringing three or four thousand fans. You probably be looking. You might be looking fifty thousand people there mm. for the game because Exeter will probably take another fifteen, twenty thousand, and Notts County, Lincoln, and Coventry would probably take twenty thousand e- easy between you know each. So it, you know, it's going to be a, a, you know whoever ends up in that playoff final, it's going to be quite a packed crowd for. Mm. Well, it's essentially a fourth-tier game. Mm. Well, I tell you what, moving on, I mean, lots to discuss, but another um, 
interesting uh, event this week is, of course, the uh, Ethan Ampadu Tribunal, which uh, and sort of was today, I'm right, today, yeah, it was in Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, I mean, something which has been dominating discussion amongst lots of City fans for a while. Um, I mean, Jamie, just start, start, like, sort of, do you want to tell us a little bit about the tribunal and, and just sort of what it's about, just remind us? Yeah, so obviously um, City are entitled to compensation for um, Ethan Ampadu, who left for Chelsea, of course, last summer. Um, and um, obviously because a fee wasn't agreed, it goes to a, a, a tribunal, as it's happened with a few players um, when Danny Ings left Burnley for, for Liverpool. Um, there's a couple other ones, can't think of the top of my head. But um, yeah, so on Wednesday, um, Paul Tisdale, Julian Tagg, Steve Perryman and I think a few sort of lawyers um, travelled up to London to meet with representatives from Chelsea um, to discuss um, compensation for, for Ampadu. Um, not too sure when it was, if it's going to be decided on Wednesday, but it um, doesn't sound like the outcome's going to be heard for a few weeks yet um so yeah it's finally happened it's taken well several months now it's always you know been question marks as to why it's taken so long with Chelsea you know carelessly just flogging millions for for players but can't you know get the checkbook out for for a teenager from a league two club but um yeah it's good that it's finally taken place I think everyone just wants it all sort of resolved now um, it's interesting, you know, that it's taken so long. It, it, I guess we don't really know the ins and outs and, and who's to blame is it Chelsea or, or whoever. But um, I guess you know the the big thing now is the fee. How much um, are you going to get? You know, some golden question, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How some, much? How much can you see them getting? You know. Well, I don't know. A, a few. I mean, I don't know why people have thrown numbers out without any sort of knowledge about it but hearing about 750k thrown mm. around at the moment um, will it be more will it be less um, I can't see it being much more to be honest not like you know the 20 million they pay for, for other young players but um, yeah it's an interesting one because as far as I'm aware they don't consider Ampadu's um, sort of career at Chelsea they only consider it from when he, he joined the club is that mm. right? that's how I understand but yeah. I think Chelsea they're actually having an argument with Liverpool over a Dominic Solanke at the moment and, they want, and they're trying to use the fact that Solanke has now got an England cap mm. as part of the reason why so Liverpool how? should play more, pay more money so either you know, one of the two tribunals isn't going to fall in Chelsea's favour in terms of you know either they'll get more for Solanke or they'll have to pay more for Ampadu depending on mm. how that how the ruling sits. But I think you'd probably be looking yeah you, know, you know you'd be probably would probably want somewhere around the million pound I think as a starting point for for, for how much you you think that they'd be getting. I mean you look at I suppose you know, they'd be looking at what they sold players you know the, the amount of money they sold for Matt Grimes and. Ollie Watkins and they were to, to championship clubs or you know or lower down the league Premier League clubs rather than a, a side at the top of the Premier Leagues and they you got more for Grimes and got more for Watkins so you'd probably want just a little bit you know you'd want to you know I think they might be they might be pushing for sort of two three million whether you'll end up getting that I don't think mm. we really know as to 
as to how it's all gonna gonna spring out. But obviously, you know, the more money the club get, then you know, the better it is for them. The better they can, you mm. know, invest in, you know, in 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 the, well, in the first team, but also in in the youth academy and bring the next Ethan Ampadus through. Yeah. Who, you know, hopefully, you know, if, if they are going to to move on to Premier League clubs, then you know they'll get whatever it is that the right amount for them. Mm. I'm sure David's mentioned as well that the interest that other clubs showed in him in Ampadu whilst he was still at Exeter comes into play as well, which would be interesting because mm. he was linked with Arsenal, obviously with Kwame being there, he was linked with Arsenal for a long time, wasn't he, before yeah. Yeah. eventually opting for Chelsea, so it'll be interesting to see if that um, that comes into play. What kind of figure, Jamie, do you think City fans would, would obviously they'd, they'd like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps, uh, 10 million? 15, yeah. yeah. But I mean, realistically, what kind of figure do you think they'd sort of settle for? Um, probably like Daniel said, around the, the million mark. I think perhaps some fans think, oh, it's Chelsea, they've got the money, they're just going to blow the cash on the I don't on think that would be, but it's a really want the tribunal. No. You know, the fact that Chelsea have got a lot of money, I don't think should be, isn't really the consideration no. of this. It's, they've signed a player who, you know, Exeter had off, you know, would have offered a contract to and the fact that it's gone to Chelsea or you know, if they were going to say Cheltenham, it doesn't actually matter how much of a budget they've got in terms of mm. how much the player is worth. Mm. It seems a bit unfair almost, doesn't it? Amkins Ring Amdu's gone on to win what two Welsh caps and I think it's it twelve appearances for Chelsea, yeah. appearing pretty regularly both on their bench and starting line up every set now and again. So um we'd seem almost a bit unfair, wouldn't it, if, if Yeah, they would well right bump the price there. up, you think. But then I guess on the other hand, you know, if why couldn't a fee have been agreed in the summer when he joined, I suppose, when he didn't have all of these caps and appearances. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting because, I guess, I don't know, they have to just forget everything that he's done for Chelsea mm. so far and just remember that he was just a, a teenager doing his GCSEs when mm. he joined them. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to hear what, what comes out of it. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to discuss as and when the... Uh, Results of cut that come out. All right, well, let's have a quick look ahead to um, Crawley this weekend. Um, well, we, we've already talked about what an important game it is, is to win. Dan, how can you see that one panning out? Um, I think you've got to be looking at it from a City perspective as a, as a must-win game. You know, they've just got to keep the pressure on on Wickham. They, their game this weekend is the toughest one that they've got left this season. So you really wouldn't want to, you know, come off the pitch and see that you know, Wickham had lost to, to Accrington and then realised that you've only drawn the game and you've missed your best chance to to overtake them. So I think, you know, it's a, it's a big game for City. Crawley, uh, side, he sort of had a really slow start to the season then they got on a really great run to the fringes of the playoffs and then it's just drifted away. A, a thun, you know, them, so they're sort of, they are stuck in mid-table. They, you know, they can't go up, they can't go down. They, they really don't have anything to play for that sometimes frees teams up but I'd expect Exeter to, to win the game probably maybe 2-0 something like that 2-0 Jamie? Yeah I mean the pressure's on of course you know when you're playing a team that have nothing to play for um, which I guess can almost work against them in the way you know so it'll be interesting to see how they deal with the pressure especially in front of a home crowd an expectant crowd of course um, but yeah you've got to be looking at three points and the comfortable win and um, yeah like Dan said I'd 
probably fancy a, a 2 0 or a 3 1 mm. win from that game, yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, let's wait and see, and uh, fingers crossed we're together next week. Um, yeah, discussing discussing a win, certainly. Brilliant. Well, look, thanks very much for joining us, everyone, and uh, yeah, catch up with us next week for another edition.